right, thank you. Good evening. Um, thanks so much for being here. <clears throat> so picking up from last week with uh, point directly at the human mind, see its nature and become Buddha. When I'm meditating, I find that it's very helpful to have what I have come to call a doubt mass, a doubt mass. So here I mean doubt in the sense of question, so something to drive my inquiry or another way of giving the mind a job, something to do, to stay present with. I'm in mass in the sense of um, it's important. There's some weight. It's at least interesting and at best it is great, great doubt. It is a big question. It is a um, compelling kind of um, inquiry where I really am connected to um, a answer that my heart deeply yearns for. And I'll be honest, I don't always have that kind of question alive for me, but if I can at least find something uh, interesting and juicy to keep my attention on the cushion, this is what um, this is when my practice feels the most alive. And when I'm most uh, motivated to um, both get to the cushion and to do really satisfying work. So this point directly at the human mind for me can be, is that kind of doubt mass or has that quality to it of a question that as someone who was talking to me this morning put it um, uh, oh kind of on the positive side of things you know gives the mind I guess I already said that but gives the mind something to do rather than just telling it what not to do Mm -hmm. so I have a task Point directly at the human mind, see its nature, and then forget about the becoming Buddha part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with any like with any other practice, we we do the work and uh, let go of you know whatever our substitute would be for the desired result, whether it's becoming Buddha or or what. Um, Though the right kind of vow or aspiration can also be a um, good kind of um, gas in the engine is the metaphor that's coming up. Um, 
So if we have a, if we're connected to a vow to wake up for the sake of all beings, that can be in there. So like with any good koan, um, and here I'm defining koan as um, some words or problems that can direct the mind in the way I've been describing in this uh, way that includes some um, inquisitiveness. Like with any good koan, there's this aspect of not quite knowing how to do it and having to figure it out and having really often, I find, no end point to this figuring it out. There's a big piece of this where the whole point is uh, in the questioning. Though insight does arise, though if we work with a um, pointing phrase like this, point directly at the human mind, see its nature, um, insight does arise. Might not arise in um, flowery, wise sounding words you can tell your friends but at least arises at the level of um, having more and more of a sense of what this means what what bodhidharma in this case is pointing to so that's bodhidharma's pithy teaching and i will be continuing to uh, practice with that. Another pithy teaching has come to mind, and this is from a um, story that Chosen told um, about a teacher's conference. And I don't remember the year of this conference, um, or I don't 100% remember the name of the hero in the story. But um, uh, anyway, I think it might have been Mahagosananda, and it would make sense if it were. Um, so, in any case, Mahagosananda or some other such figure who is known for uh, quiet, grounded wisdom in the face of uh, all sorts of circumstances. And um, cultivating a peace of mind, um, really first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So in Mahagosananda's case, um, doing much of his training as atrocities were being committed in his home, um, city. And in Mahagosananda's case, again, uh, I, I did a little bit of reading here, doing um, for, for hours and hours on end, for days, mm -hmm. a, a practice where he 
watched like on the in-breath, maybe uh, lifted the hand, and on the out-breath, down, you know, with the hand. Oops. Maybe something like this. I just read about it, but... Mm -hmm. And just paying attention to the hand. Up and down with the hand like this all day. And the entire assignment being mindfulness. So in that case, mindfulness of sensation and um, input through the other sense gates as well. And his teacher said, you know, sometime it'll be time to go back to your hometown, but right now it's time to um, uh, cultivate a peaceful heart. Cultivate a peaceful heart and really make this uh, primary. So Maha Gosananda, we're going to say, was at this teacher's conference. Um, and uh, Zen teachers can have surprisingly uh, big egos. And so, <laughs> especially when they get together, um, and you know, they try to be good. Um, but uh, so I, you know, I wasn't there. So Mahagosananda died in 2007, so there was a conference uh, that he was at in 04 or 05, so I'm going to pretend it was this one. <laughs> Anyhow, so the teachers were talking about something, and um, maybe a little bit like the monks who were arguing over the cat, kind of getting into the details and different opinions on this or that point of dharma. I don't know what the topic was. Um, and again, in reading about Mahagosananda recently in this 2004-2005 conference, um, the report I recently read was that he said nothing the whole time. Um, and in this story, the, the, the monk has said nothing the whole time but then at a certain moment was turned to. You know, maybe people were hoping he would say something. And so in the midst of this scenario where a lot had been said, and maybe the hope was that he was going to um, resolve things in some way with his deep dharma, um, he said, you know, the Buddha taught one thing and one thing only suffering and the end of suffering and then you know mouth closed and nothing further <laughs> the buddha taught one thing and one thing only suffering and the end of suffering So that's another kind of uh, back-to-basics teaching that really does encapsulate everything and also connects to this teaching we've been doing about pointing directly at the human mind. Hmm. Suffering and the end of suffering. Seeing the nature of the mind, seeing how mind creates suffering. 
seeing arising from that insight into how the mind creates suffering or those insights and how suffering might uh, end. <laughs> Buddha only taught suffering and the end of suffering. So there's this investigation that on the cushion um, which can have this really juicy, deep quality with a sense of uh, doubt mass driving the, driving the inquiry, keeping us interested, keeping us present. And then there's also, you know, can also, there's, there's layers to this watching of the mind. So also in what we might call the most mundane parts of daily life or parts of daily life where um, we might feel more disconnected from um, deep inquiry. Um, let's say we're just irritated by somebody or something. Mm -hmm. So again, watching the mind watching the mind. Mm -hmm. My favorite question in those scenarios where I find myself irritated, you know, because I really want to um, you know, of course sometimes, so when I find myself irritated, I just let it go. Hmm? Say, oh, irritation. I'd rather not be irritated and I'm able to, you know, the irritation is such that I can just move on, right? No big deal, no need to dwell on it if it doesn't stick around, especially. And sometimes it can be really helpful for me to ask the question, what, what's it to me? What's it to me? Yeah. I think a number of therapists in my life have taught me that one. That's a very pithy teaching too. What's it to me? So I use that on myself and sometimes I use that in working with um, others too. Well, what's it to you? <laughs> this thing that you're going on about. <laughs> like, why do you care? Especially if the storyline is, you know, this other person um, said this thing or did this thing. What's it to you? Why do you, what, what, what does it matter? Mm. So it's a different kind of watching the mind. I get to learn about myself and my feelings and my needs and um, often when I see just a little bit of that content that helps um, change really, transform the, the irritation. or give me some clue about how to um, work with myself. Maybe I just need to, maybe I'm feeling sad. When I'm feeling sad, I'm more prone to irritation. Uh, maybe I just need to feel that feeling. Take some time and do that. Usually it has nothing to do with the other person. Usually it has nothing to do with the other person. 
-hmm. One thing I took away from, so at the monastery we did some study of nonviolent communication, so Marshall Rosenberg's um, vast work. Uh, and one thing I took away from that is that, you know, I would, I would only ever go to the other person, the irritated, irritating, excuse me, party, with the purpose of building connection, with the purpose of building connection. Yeah. And even with people um, that I really love and, you know, have reason to build that connection with, um, the, the topic is rarely something they did or said that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes in... Sometimes it can be, and then the brilliance of the nonviolent communication work is that's a that's a whole to tangent to that for a bit. That's a whole body of knowledge of how to have those particular kinds of conversations, and how to do the um, you know the internal work that is a prerequisite really to having having those conversations in a in a skillful way. Mm -hmm. And I had thought about talking more about nonviolent communication, but um, I think that's all I'm going to say. But please let me know if um, people want to know more about that. Um, so anyhow, lots of, um, you know, we can watch the mind at these different layers these different layers and see its nature see its nature you know, see what's going on well, what's it what's it to me what's it to me in this most recent example and that's really that's part of the work too sometimes um yeah sometimes that gets missed but this kind of um character work or seeing seeing maybe when I'm um, irritated and um, I would just say causing harm and I mean that in the sense of um, that's a broad term but um, uh, sometimes I leak leak that irritation in ways that I don't need to. Um, I think I might have mentioned last week that when I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body, um, that's another time when I can just start not being a very nice person. So I can... Um, use the practice and that insight so in my example there that I can get crappy when I'm um, in some sort of pain you know just to, to take a step or two back take a step or two back and in my case uh, learn it's an ongoing lesson to to feel the body <laughs> 
and be more and more okay with uh, discomfort when discomfort is there. So point directly at the human mind, see its nature, and awaken. <laughs> or the Buddha taught one thing and one thing only, suffering and the end of suffering, suffering and the end of suffering. That one, um, that teaching that I'm attributing to Mahagosananda, we can just attribute it to the Buddha. Um, that one gives me uh, not so much of a doubt mass. So that's not something that I'm trying to um, figure out what it means on the cushion, but rather a pointer back to, um, oh, <laughs> you know, if there's, if there's a problem in the mind, there, there, there's suffering. So there's something to investigate. That very suffering is something to investigate or release um, or, you know, whatever's appropriate. To, to my mental situation. And then just briefly, since it wasn't, it was in case it wasn't clear before, when I say that I'm investigating on the cushion what it means to point directly at the human mind and see its nature, that, does, I, that doesn't mean, it exactly doesn't mean that I'm, that I'm thinking about it. You know, that I'm cogitating, that I'm like, you know, trying to figure it out with the, like, that kind of mind, with the with the thinking mind, with the calculating mind. But I'm more like, I wonder, <laughs> holding the mind open, looking around in that space. Last week I talked about maybe holding the mind open and maybe there's not thoughts in it for a space and then seeing seeing that tail flick in, right? Maybe able to go, ah, <laughs> I saw it. Right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll close uh, the talk part by doing Joko Beck's Four Principles of Practice.